Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week, we cover the manor. I wasn't ready for this change, but my prognosis isn't good. You don't belong here. Don't worry, I'll be okay. Whatever's coming next, I don't want my family to see me like that. How do you like your new home? It's beautiful. Takes a bit of time, but you'll fit right in. Anyone there? Are you okay? Last night, I saw something. What was it? Not being able to distinguish between what's real and what's a dream. That's a sign of dementia. <gasps> Whatever I've seen at night, it's real. Mom, we all want you to feel better. Why won't you believe me? I need to get out of this place. The only way you're getting out of here is in a box. Look at these names. My roommate, she died last night. All the others have died too. I'm not crazy! When you experience something disorienting, close your eyes and count to five. When you open them again, whatever you saw or heard will be gone. So this film is on Amazon Prime, and it's one of the Blumhouse productions that have joined up with Amazon um, to put out this movie. It's starring Barbara Hershey. Which, right off the bat, I'm like, Barbara Hershey's in it. I have to see this movie. Um, and you may or may not know, she is from The Entity, the Insidious uh, collection, all of the Insidious films. And also has done a ton of film and TV. Um, and also Black Swan. She was also in Black Swan. So <laughs> she, I love her. She's fantastic. And she does not disappoint in this film. Um, she does a great job in it. She does do a great job. There's some other people in the film as well. Um, Joe Larson, Mark Seeger, Stacey Travis. And this is directed by Axel Carolyn. Um, the other guy that's probably the biggest known out of this group is the plays one of the residents of the manor is Bruce Davison, who you'd know from everything from like the 80s on. He's been in the X-Men movies as the evil senator that was trying to ban the X-Men. He's... He's been in everything. Yeah, there's recognizable character um, actor faces within this film. Um, the film, right, like when you we watched the trailer and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. We The horror genre, I'm not going to say is ageist, but there are a ton of films where the teenagers are being stalked by all kinds of things. You know, we have the movies in between where it's, you know, mostly regular, non-teenage-aged people going through stuff. Horror usually goes from about the age of, like, they're five years old up until about they're 35 to 40. And then it kind of tops out at that. 
and there's not a lot of movies about people that are over 40 or so in the horror. And if it is, they're like, they're the old demon expert brought in to consult on everything, you know. Oh, we've got to talk to old man Jones down at the library. He's 50 this year. He's managed to survive longer than anyone else in this town. You know, you're like, wait, what? Exactly. But yeah, so to have the horror movie where the primary cast is all people over the age of 60 is pretty different. And I understand why that would be. I mean, let's be real. If you are plus 60 years old, you're already knocking on death's door, right? So it's like... You're not going to be doing a lot of running and fighting. And there's probably not a lot of call for sex scenes with senior citizens. (laughs) So that kind of... A lot of horror depends on people running around, jumping out, doing fighting. And then, of course, in horror movies, there's always sex scenes. There's probably not a lot of people that are clamoring for the senior citizen sex scenes in the horror movie. They're like, come on. When are we going to see more old men and women naked having sex in the horror movies? That's probably not a lot of call for that. I like how you went straight to the sex. Um, That tells me a lot about you. But no, (laughs) I was actually referring to the fact, like I said, they're already close to death. Maybe some of them are bedridden or do have some kind of illness. Death is an escape. They're, you know, a lot are ready to leave this plane and go on to the next. And that's not going to really make for a good horror movie. I mean, it's like, oh, why are they mad? Like, why are they after, you know, whatever. But recently, I would say probably within the last, like, I don't know, I want to say 10 years, um, we've seen some elderly horror films, like Late Phases, The Taking of Deborah Logan, uh, recently, um, another Blumhouse production, Bingo Hell, which is also on Amazon Prime, and this one, The Manor. Yeah, there was another one, I can't think of the name of it now, that came out last year that was about a bunch of older men that like had to help someone in a bar they were trying to. It was kind of an assault on Precinct 13 type thing. Mm. But there was that one, too. But there's been a few more lately, and I think it's because a lot of these like horror icons from the 60s, or I'm sorry, 70s and 80s, are older now, so the movies, they shift the focus to be like, well, you're going to have Bruce Campbell in it. You're not going to have it be the same kind of movie that Bruce Campbell was doing when he was 25. You yeah. Know? They've kind of shifted it around for that, which is good. It helps the actors out, too. Well, in this film, uh, Barbara Hershey's character is Judith, and she suffers a stroke and voluntarily puts herself into a nursing home, which happens to be a, like in a historic house. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. I mean, the land is very beautiful, peaceful looking. The house is nice. But unfortunately, because she voluntarily went there, she's mixed in with all the other elderly people that were left there by their, you know, by their loved Families. ones. And they all have kind of issues. She's the most... She's compared to them. She's like in her 30s or 40s. She's still thriving, you know, is of sound mind. And she does for herself. She was a retired ballet dancer. And, um, you know, she's just wanting to do this to kind of not have her family deal with her upcoming issues, which is kind of like on the borderline of Alzheimer's and... She may have some Parkinson's to deal with. They're not sure. And so it's, you know, that was the only thing I was kind of, I thought she overreacted a little bit, putting herself in that home like that. Maybe she could have just tried some like in-home assistance for a little while first, you know, but I think it was just to kind of show she was 
Like, she didn't want to take help from her family. She didn't want to be a burden to them. But she kind of made the leap from living on her own to being in the, like, full-on nursing home real quick. You know, she may have overreacted a little bit. She totally overreacted, but she's a strong-willed woman that's just like, this is what I'm doing. And even if her daughter would have spoken up because her daughter didn't, you know, the grandson, she has a very close relationship with her grandson. They love each other. They text each other. She's on the up with what's cool. And it's not like she's trying to be cool. She's just, she just is. She's, you know, obviously part of the ballet world and she's an artist and she's in the know. And, you know, this is the, the, the extreme of, like you said, going from there to there is a lot, especially, and this is what always gets me in my professional life and just, just living a life. If you are going to do something that requires a contract, yes, it may be tedious. It may be a hundred pages. I feel like they make them really long because they know people aren't going to sit there and read them. And in there, there's some trappings that that's how they get you. But then you sign it. And then when you go back and say, hey, I didn't know I signed up to, you know, have someone come into my house and view me pee every once in a while. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some crazy shit like that. Um, obviously, probably not to that extent, but some crazy shit. You can't fucking dispute it because you signed the agreement. And the first red flag here should have been whenever she went to use her cell phone and they took it away from her. We're like, oh, no, we don't allow cell phones here. I'm sorry. Why not? That'd be my first thing is why why can't I have a cell phone? A lot of my grievance with the film, actually the only grievance I have, is the same thing. And that's it wouldn't make the film, obviously. You have to have this in the film so yeah. it can cause an issue later. Is I understand probably for the elderly ones where they do have Alzheimer's or they whatever, you don't want them dialing 911. You don't want them calling their parent, you know, their loved ones in a crazy rage, you know. Okay. But for your able-bodied sound of mind people, they should be able to have their cell phones until it's proven by either the doctor, you know, um, that they can no longer have that. So those privileges should be taken based on a base by base you know, case by case, case, by case basis. Yeah, Not- they they kind of, that would be my first red flag. They'd be like, oh, hell no, I'm getting out of this. Because, you know, especially now, the phones are so important. And like the room looked like it was a little outdated. Like if you had told me if it wasn't for the cell phone line, this movie could have been set in the 80s because, the you know, the building itself is very old. The uh, whole, I'm sorry, the TV inside the individual rooms is like the old time two big, you know, console TV with a VCR on top of it. And you're like, oh, okay, well, we haven't really updated. They didn't even update to DVD. They just stayed at VHS at this place, you know. So there are three abled body sound of mine uh, people. And two of them are women, a woman, uh, two of them are ladies. And one of them is the Bruce Davidson. Yeah. And they are, you know, just living it up and they're there. They're having the life because they're some of the only people there besides her. They're the only ones that really seem to be completely with it. Yeah. And on the plus side, you don't really know this probably until probably middle of the film. They actually have their own rooms. They don't have to share um, with anyone else. And their rooms are like fucking crazy living quarters. Like they're super nice. The ones with the late, the ladies do share a room together, but it's like unlike any room. There's a couch. It looks like maybe a room that would belong to like a Southern woman, 
you know, back in the day, like Victorian, the, all the furniture is antique and gorgeous. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful room. And right off the bat, if, some, if, that, if I was Judith, okay, and the first question is asked to me is, so do you have any family? Red flag, red flag, red flag. So if you went missing, how long would it be before <laughs> anybody was to notice it? These are just the things I like to talk about when I first meet someone. Uh, no. <laughs> I have an alarm on me that if I am more than five feet from this place, it's going to go off. That's exactly like, no, no, don't make that conversation with me, creepy person. It's not hard to kind of put two and two together that maybe the nursing home is a little off. Maybe these new quote unquote friends are a little off. But for every weird thing they say, they say something that's completely cool and like takes you back, you know, out of the weirdness. And you're like, oh, okay, you're just, you're just such a hip, you know, young minded person. That's cool. You're just a little, you're a little strange. Maybe you've been in the home a while. You're a little, your social skills aren't what they used to be. So you just say random things to people without thinking about it. It's the kind of person that sits down and says, so how much do you weigh? And you're like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not necessarily sinister, but just weird. You know. We first meet the two ladies while Judith is taking um, with one of the caretakers of nurses that are on staff. She's kind of, when she first arrives, she kind of gets like the lay of the land and the first two ladies that she meets um that are the sound mind ladies they're like in a garden like freaking growing herbs and shit and there's a small scene in there so there is subtle hints here and there throughout the film but what you don't really know and this is how just like in taking a deborah logan what is this woman is now starting to lose her mind and seeing crazy shit or is this shit real? Like, yeah. is it in her mind or is it not in her mind? You know, her roommate is oh, frantic right off the get-go. She's frantic. She's losing it. You know, she has to be she's, has to be put down all the time. And it's always a struggle to get her to do anything. And she's forced basically her meds and all that stuff. And they're right to, like, give Judith the meds. They're like trying to like fucking dose her up with fucking sleeping pills so she fucking falls asleep and you're like, okay, that's kind of whatever. But because she's a sound mind, she's like, no, I'm good. I don't need sleeping pills, you know? And at first it's like, okay, but it slowly degrades as she degrades. And there's this entity that it reminded me kind of like, the film reminds me of The Guardian if anyone's ever seen that movie, I don't even know if anyone's seen this movie, but it's one of those like lore movies of like, not the green man, but of like, you know, uh, forest spirits. Yeah. Forest spirits and stuff. And what you have to do to appease. That's what this thing looks like. It looks like. This... It looks like the tree version of Swamp Thing. Yes. It's perfect. Like... And it's huge. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a large tree thing coming through the windows at night and it's uh probably not there for good reasons and it looks good yeah it looks i mean the look is effective it's not like oh you know this is a straight to like amazon it's gonna be a terrible you know cgi or makeup or whatever i don't even think there was 
Wait, was there probably, there probably very was. subtle? It's probably stuff that we don't notice because it was. It looks I'm, good. I mean, it looked good because I'm pretty sure Bruce Davison didn't do the one stunt that he had to do. Oh right well, there. yes, of course. No, obviously, yes. That part. <laughs> that part was probably CGI. <laughs> that part was definitely CGI. But uh, yeah, other than that, I didn't see a whole lot in there, or it was so subtle and uh, you know you didn't really notice it, which is fine if you can pull it off without being obvious. More power to you. Well, we probably should have said at the beginning that this is going to be a spoiler cast because you can't talk about the movie. It, 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 well, the movie's really already short. Yeah, we haven't said anything yet. So from this point, I'll put it in the description. And then from this point on, there's going to be some spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet and want to be not, yeah, don't want to be spoiled, then go watch it and come back. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. We both like the film. Yeah. So we're going to give our rating or what we feel about it right now. And then we'll give our rating at the end. Uh I like the film because of those aspects, because it is something that's not the norm. It's taking a whole other age, you know, range and put horror in their lives, but also relatable, kind of like The Visit to. There's another movie yeah, um, that has, even though they weren't the main cast, the kids actually were, but the stories, you know, about them and how when you do get old, these things do come up and or they can come up. And how to tell from reality. So just in like on all things, you know, there's a question with her family. Now the doctor's involved and has said that she's degrading and, you know, whatever. And you feel maybe this is wrong, but there's MRIs that they took from her. And you're like, okay, you know, man, granny's really lost it and it's sad. And her grandson always visits her. And, you know, it gets to the point where the nursing home is like, look, you're just going to have to limit your visitations because it's not really helping her. She's not able to disconnect from her old life and adjust to her new life, which is really a boring life. There's nothing to do there to nursing home. Like do Tai Chi, maybe some ballet dancing. And especially since no one has a cell phone, no one has an updated TV or computer. It's very dull there. Everyone's just kind of sitting around looking out the windows. You got, you know, a few people playing cards and board games, but it's very much like it's transported back in time when you go in there. It's the waiting room to death. Yeah. They have the one guy who, like, sits with his suitcase by the door because he thinks his son's coming to get him all the time. His wife. Or his wife, I'm sorry. Who died. Yeah, he thinks his it's wife It's really is sad. Yeah, so he thinks his wife's coming for him, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is not a fun, happy place. It is sad. It the film does take uh does hold a place with me. I was ver you know, it, it, it held me emotionally because I do have family members that have suffered from, you know, those ailments and to the real part of it. And it's just really sad. So um that, you know, if you do have that in your family, whatever, and you're very sensitive to it, this probably wouldn't be the film for you. But it's it's a part of it, but it's not the whole part. You know that it's not in her mind. She's actually is experiencing bullshit. And, you know, this thing is after her. You just don't know why. And when the reveal comes, you're like, oh, okay, you know, yes. And would you do the same thing in your situation? This is what I like about the film. The film, like in all movies, there's, you know, the beginning where you have the development of the characters and then like what's happening in the story. Then the middle where the shit is happening and you have to figure out the fucking mystery. And in the end where you defeat evil or you get killed, right? Those are basically what happens in these kinds of movies. So you get to the ending and evil is confronted 
and you are like, okay, it's confronted. Now we've taken one of the people out. It actually, I mean, spoiler alert, it's actually the three people that are the well-sounded people in the nursing home. They're actually related to the high, you know, the administrator of the nursing home, one of the nurses in the nursing home. They have re- uh, relatives in there that are in cahoots with the elderly uh, group, the the, tr- the trio. The trio of witches. Yes, the trio of witches. And they go out in, you know, the fucking field or whatever, and they do their conjurings of this, like, tree entity. And he goes around and does their bidding. They technically are not really killing anyone, but they're using this entity so the entity could siphon the life of certain people in the community and those certain people happen to be like the normal like the well-bodied sound-minded yeah. people they leave the sick alone because what they want is the youth whatever left of you know that person and in exchange for this between like midnight and 6 a.m they all become young again they become like in their 20s and 30s again and they can spend the night doing whatever they want and you there was a scene earlier in the movie where you saw some like young people sneaking into the grounds, like smoking weed and having a good time. And then later you realize, oh, that was the three older people. Yeah. They were going out on the town <clears throat> having a good time while they're in their younger bodies. And you're like, okay, I can see them having some fun. And, you know, the, her grand, Judith's grandson, she, <coughs> she has told the, the grandson, there's some shit going on. I've stolen these files. They're actually, you know, lying about all of us having all these things. It's the same MRI photo for everyone in these files. They're yeah. using them over and over again. All of us are just nor- like, we're not sick. There isn't anything wrong with us. This MRI has been used for everybody and they're just, they're suckering everyone. And, he does his little side investigations and he comes to the realization, yes, there's some shit. And right the night that she's going to be killed, he comes to the rescue and they go off and she kind of already had done some side, you know, fucked up shit to the Bruce Davidson character and he pays for it. And the green man actually takes his life as opposed to her life. Yeah. Because you realize early on when like her hairbrush was disappearing and then they just, it just mysteriously returns. It was the old classic, they're taking your hair to use in the spell. Yeah. So she switched some of, she switched her hair with Bruce Davidson's hair. So when they did the spell to conjure the tree creature to come and siphon her life force, it just killed him instead. So now, you know, it's like, what do we do with the two other ladies? What's going to happen to them? And they really plead for their fucking life. They're like, look wouldn't you want your grandmother and like i said earlier they really like i'm not gonna say they hit you over the head over over and over but it is definitely felt and known in the film of the strong connection between the grandson how much he doesn't want his grandma to die to go off and how much he needs and loves her and you know how much she loves dancing and how much she loved to dance and that was the love of her life and just being young in general yeah well i mean obviously just being young but her thing was like she had something that she just loved doing a passion and she wanted to feel and be able to do that again (laughs) And you're like, okay, the, they're not going to fall for this. They're going to be like, no, bitch, it's over now. We're on to you. And they do plead. You can't do this. These people, you're taking their lives. Don't you feel guilty? And they're like, we're not, you know. We're they're going to die anyhow. Yeah, we're just 
upping up the number, we're the just, date. We're just pushing it a little higher. You know, we're pushing the date a little bit, but otherwise they were going to die anyhow. So we're just, and we're just benefiting from their death. What's wrong with that? And then what surprises you with this movie is she doesn't do the typical, well, I'm going to turn you in and just go back to slowly die in the nursing home. She just kind of says, you know what? This is not a bad idea. Why don't I just participate in this? Her and the grandson participate. Yep. And as soon as they agree to this, they get to like the magic mark appears on them that you saw the others had. And Which then, we forgot to mention earlier. They're, they all have like a kind of like embedded tattoo, like the sigil of the being. Yeah. So then pretty quick, you know, you cut to one year later. Mom is still in the nursing home. She's celebrating her 70th birthday. And even the, her daughter is like, again, I thought your 70th birthday was last year. She's looking good. She's looking a little younger. And then you see them that night. She's out there dancing by the fire. You know, she's like 20 years old or so. She's out there dancing by the fire, having a good time. And you realize, yeah, she's just keeping on with this, with the others. And now she's enjoying being young for who knows how long. I feel like there was actually other members there too, besides the two old ladies and the grandson. I feel like there was like, they had maybe recruited more people. Yeah, there were some more people out there, but I didn't know if those were just like people that were also in the home or just friends of theirs that yeah. knew about it. Maybe they were part of it. I also like that at her at Barbara Hershey's birthday party, you get to see some uh, other horror fans in, or horror directors in there that horror fans will pick up on. You can't disguise Mick Garris. No, I'm like, he was like, it's Mick Garris. I'm like, yeah, of course it is. Look at him. Like, First of all, he's seven feet tall. And then he's got the very, <laughs> distinctive, long hair, hair. very distinctive hair. So you're like, wow, that's Mick Garris. He's in there. And then uh, William Malone that did like the House on Haunted Hill and uh, some others. He's he was in there and uh, Mike Mendez that did like uh, Big Ass Spider and some other uh, horror movies like that is in it as well. And there's probably a few more in there, but those are the only ones that I was able to pick out. So yeah, that was pretty neat. Overall, I give the film three knives. Yeah, I will too. I'll say it's a three out of four. It's good. It's good uh, and it's short. It doesn't, the, it paces fine. Yeah, the pace is fine. It doesn't overstay its welcome um, because there, I could see where you could get caught in a trap of this where we had to have a lot of scenes of her in the nursing home to try and build that up. But what they did worked perfectly and there was no reason for it to be any longer. Yeah, it's like 80 minutes. Yeah, it's like 82 minutes, which is fine. You know, I, they told a great story without having to overstay their welcome. I'm perfectly fine with that. I love the story. I love the end. It's just, yeah. it's it's great. And it, it, you know, if this could have been a good episode of like, if this would have been like a Tales from the Dark Side or a creep show or whatever, it could have fit in there if they cut it a little bit. You know, maybe there was a part where they could have done that probably in the beginning with the whole building up of her character and like the relationship, but you don't feel. But if you also said this is a Tales from the Crypt movie or something like that, yeah. I would have went with it and said, okay, because both of those are pretty short. So I would have just said, all right, that's fine. It's a good like twist ending to it. So yeah, I, I was happy with it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this film and I hope you check it out. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Manor, starring Barbara Hershey. And stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.